0: Hey, welcome everyone. This is Vern Davis, and I am your host of Plant Profits. I'm going to welcome you all to Plant Profits. I am excited. Today, we're going to have some fun. My next guest is a transformational brand builder and multi-channel marketer. She's been leading brands and industries and consumer products for over 20 years. She was the vice president of global marketing at companies like Kimberly-Clark. She really understands it. I am really excited. She's got a high brand on the market today in the cannabis space. Lisa Hurwitz, welcome to Plant Profits. Lisa is the president of the wonderful Cannabis Beverage. Happy. How are you doing, Lisa?
1: I'm happy to be here, Vern. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I, I didn't uh, do that, right? Yep. Here's the <laughs> There's so many puns in weed. And then when you get a great brand like Happy, it kind of <laughs> just continues. But um, thanks for having me. And, and you know, I, I'm excited. Today's International Women's Day. So I'm honored to be on your show today and supporting women in the
0: cannabis industry everywhere, which is awesome. Absolutely. And and, and that's the cool thing about that is that Happy is about women, right? So it's, it's a big part of what you're, you and your partner or Joy are doing with this brand and and that and we need that. We need that in this industry. But look, I said in my opening, I love your background. The reason I love your background, I have a CPG background, you have a CPG background. And and what I love about it is that your route, your route to today, right? The journey you took to get to where you are today and what you're doing today. I love it. Right? Our, a lot of agency work a lot of
1: agents a lot of agency work yeah, yeah. i mean I'm a lot happy business Disney development
0: work. yeah
1: lots of business development lots of agency so i'm a marketer version. Yeah, it comes through in the happy brand and and how we talk about cannabis but i i grew up in the ad agency world procter and gamble was my client for those were 10 years and i learned everything i knew about brand building from them i worked yeah and i got Incredible brands, a lot of women's brands, which is really okay. what shaped my vision for Happy. Um, sure, you know, brand, things like fem, you know, FemCare, Tampacks and and categories yeah. people want to talk about, right? And there's right. unbelievable parallels, which is fascinating to me now. You know, ten, fifteen years later, between these kind of like stigma categories, right? Nobody wants to That's talk right. about you know, feminine care. Nobody. I worked at Kimberly-Clark for many years as well, and, and nobody wants to talk about, you know, poise and depend. And, but these are real conditions. Mm-hmm. These are real things. And cannabis comes with lots of stigma still. You know, you and I have been yeah, in now for how many years we're in? A, a lot, right? And a lot, yeah. It still needs so much education, and there's
0: so much- it's critical.
1: This plant, right? That I think- That's right. Just at the tip of the iceberg, so-
0: it's critical education is critical and you're loaded with with the uh, the experience that I love for this and and we're going to talk about a lot of things we're going to talk about branding building brands in this space in this wild west of uh a, the of a, of a category that we're that we're in and you know so you did all the stuff you went to Kimberly Clark and then you you got into Kim. Can- how did you get to cannabis
1: it's a great yeah it's a great question mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I was at Kimberly-Clark in about 2017. I started to, I was in a global job. I'm a mom of two boys. I was traveling all the time. I never slept. Yeah, yeah. now they're teen- which is A totally crazy phase that you and I could probably talk about endlessly yeah. teenage boys. But yeah, you know, I never slept and I, I was taking Ambien all the time. Okay. Um, I had to get off of it because it, you know, every doctor would tell you this, long-term, you know, use of pharmaceuticals is not great. So right. I started to explore cannabis as a medical patient, um, all while I was working at Kimberly Clark and got a medical card in Illinois before it was okay. recreation five years ago, six years ago at this point, and discovered the magic of cannabis primarily around sleep for me. And yeah. realized that in going through that whole process, there was no education. There were very few low dose Products or familiar
0: formats mm-hmm.
1: the women like me who are having these challenges. You know, gummies were starting to become popular, but it was mostly flour and vape pens, right? And I'm okay, I'm not yeah, I wasn't particularly thrilled about those formats, but I wanted to sleep at night. And so, right. I really dove into the category through the medical side in Illinois. And then, shortly thereafter, about six months later, in 2018, mid 2018. I went and joined Grassroots Cannabis, which at the time was more of a single state operator out of Illinois, vertical. Mm-hmm. So we had dispensary cultivation and processing, and it we grew the company over the next few years to twelve states. Ultimately, sold it to Cureleaf.
0: That's right. Twenty, you sold that in twenty and two twenty, right?
1: In 2020, twenty twenty, you know, yeah, a few. Yeah, got there. Yeah, and. Right. It was a wild ride and it was incredibly eye-opening. I mean, going into these, you know, a lot of our states were still medical. Many of them went through a transition when I was there. So how do you take something that's typically been kind of medicinal and how do you transition that into adult use? So one of the things I think is so interesting about this category, and I love where you are with your show because it sits in between, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same as alcohol. Cannabis gets compared to alcohol all the time, but the reality is Cannabis is both medicinal and mm-hmm. wellness-oriented, and it can be for fun and lighthearted right. recreational mm-hmm. purposes. And what's so fascinating is alcohol doesn't have that medicinal side. You know, it doesn't have that, you know, kind of wellness piece to it. It's entirely for fun and enjoyment and, you know, other things mm-hmm. where cannabis really straddles that line. And I, I think that's why the category just has so much opportunity and promise.
0: I, I think I think so. You know, you talked about how you got into it with with just just to 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 come down from your day, right? Yeah. Traveling all over the world, have these wonderful boys at home, they're full of energy, they see oh. you come home. And, and how do you how do you come down from that and and get to a level where you could have a peaceful, really calming type of sleep? I have the same issues. And that, that's that's my methodology, and that's that's my reason for for using is 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 to I just I just want to have a great night of sleep and wake up feeling not foggy, right? I just want to nah. w- wake up feeling fresh and crisp, and and you attack that in what you're doing with with the brand, with with the brand happy, and I I really I love that because I talk to there's almost no one. That I talk to that doesn't say the same thing that you and I are saying, right?
1: Right. Sleep, and you know, and what one of the things I learned from being mm-hmm. in dispensaries a lot is sleep, anxiety, pain—top three mm-hmm. people—and and even on the adult use side. So you think, yes. oh, we're gonna, you know, make it's a state now where it's completely legal. People still come in. You know, fifty percent of people still come in for the wellness and medicinal right. side. And it's really around those three things. So you asked. Kind of about that wind down, um, mm-hmm. you know. Again, I'm a I'm a mom, smoking a joint at you know five or six o'clock in the afternoon to come down off. Of, it's not it's not really an option for me when you have young kids, you know. Right. And and even that edible, you know, the thing I struggled with with edibles is you just don't you have to wait an hour, right? So you mm-hmm. can time it and you can learn it, but you don't quite know. When is it going to hit? How is it going to hit me today? And the thing I love so much about beverages and how we've designed two of our functional beverages, which I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about. Happy Absolutely. Glow Happy Glow and Happy Nightcap were for that exact occasion you just described, Burton, that that come down in the afternoon. So Happy Glow mm-hmm. is designed, and we put functional mushrooms in there. And I, it, they're, You know, we applied for U.S. patents. It's a completely new way of thinking about functional beverages to have both okay and some minor cannabinoids as well as functional mushrooms. So Happy Glow mm-hmm. has light. And the real goal with that one was, we talk about Happy Glow as the the golden hour drink. Mm-hmm. That kind of, I, I always had a tough time, especially if I was on a big business trip, of transitioning between work and home. And I think yeah. a lot of people have that
0: feeling. Oh, like, absolutely.
1: Shay, how, how do you turn off that workday intensity and come home and be really present for Whomever it may be, even if it's just for your, you know, your dog or your cat or yourself at home, how do you transition that, right?
0: Oh, Lisa, I tell you, I'm at home now and I work here and I have, I'm here and I have I'm done transitioning, you know.
1: Exactly. And I think the pandemic, I think the pandemic made this even more
0: complicated <laughs> for us, Vern, because that's right,
1: a lot of us, I'm home right now too, a lot of us are working from home and yeah. You don't have those same boundaries. There isn't that drive home from the office where maybe you listen to the radio or a, a podcast right. like Plant Profits, right? Or that, yeah, that's right. You know, you don't have that sort of built-in down time. You may just get up from your office and walk into your living room, right? And that's your transition. And that's that's a that's a challenging one, right? So
0: that is very challenging. That yeah. is very challenging. I, I I really love what you're doing and um and and your journey to cannabis is is uh i think it and i and i said this and i don't know if it was on air or off air but i i think your background and the professionalism you bring and the knowledge you bring about brands and building brands is really important because uh you know and i think this is an obvious statement i think there's a real gap and i i also because i come out of the drinks business i mm-hmm. believe in drinks I believe that drinks is a very unintrusive social applicable way of consuming, and I believe that that, and I made a statement responding to something you put out there on LinkedIn just recently that I believe that it's going to be a really fast growing part because of females, because of folks that look the younger. The consumption age the less they will want to deal with smoking anything and exactly it, right
1: yes and and drinking and it's yeah. amazing to me generationally right you know it was so normal to to drink i mean even when i was in late high school and college mm-hmm. right i mean it was just a drinking culture and now it's actually cool not to drink It's actually cool to to you know be kind of it started at that Cali sober movement and now it's really swept. I mean anybody under the age of thirty almost there if they drink it's much more likely to be very infrequent and occasional. Um, it's not part of their routine. And so what's so interesting what you're saying about drinks and of course I'm a huge believer in the category too. Yeah. You talk about like there's a happy for any occasion, right? And the thing about drinks that I love is there's a ritual. Everyone has a ritual around drinks, right? Like I, it's, you know, I, I'm on central time right now and it's 9.15 yeah. and I've got oh. my cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Do, you have a, do you have yours too? Your? Yes. Ice tea. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. That's your, ritual. this is mine. That's right. Exactly. And then throughout the day, you know, you drink water. Some people need an afternoon mm-hmm. diet. It's a pick-me-up, whatever that may be, or a matcha, you know, throughout the day. And I think what's really cool about, you know, Happy is we looked at, okay, what are all the occasions where people might want to change it up, want to replace something? So replace alcohol. But, you know, the interesting thing is more people than you would believe take alcohol to sleep or they they do the wrong thing right before bed, right? So that sort That's of right. wine, yeah, I have that glass of wine before bed. Well, you know what? Alcohol is mm-hmm. a stimulant right? So it wakes you up in the middle of the night. If It does. It, it may relax you on the you know onset, but then a couple hours later, you're up. Or to your point, that transition time in the afternoon, and a lot of people say, oh, it's five o'clock, it's cocktail hour. Well, we need healthier alternatives. And that's really where we designed happy. So we designed that social, that toasting, those kind of social rituals that you have around drinks, but we yes. also designed for those solo Occasions where you know my husband loves to have a scotch before bed, right? Which I've been talking to him now for uh, about for five years. So let's just see
0: it out, by I, I I understand it. I mean, it's just kind of how how that works. But um, look, here's what I want to do. I want to take a quick break, sure. and then we're going to come back and we're going to really dive in about uh, the elements and the details of happy. I want to um, get get the audience into that and you, you can really share some real important facts with us about what you're doing and what this what this brand is is all about. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. My guest today, I'm having a blast with Lisa Herwood. She is the president and co-founder of the wonderful cannabis beverage. Happy. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, it was really about a feeling. You know, we Mm -hmm. said, how does one of the, again, the great thing about cannabis is people always say, the the, one of the top questions is, how's it going to make me feel? Right. Uh. I mean, everybody asks that, right? Whatever the cannabis product is. And so with happy, we said, how do we, what do we want people to feel
0: when they drink this?
1: That we want them to, we want them to feel happy. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: It's really quite that simple.
1: It was quite, it's quite that simple. Sometimes the simplest Mm -hmm. nature you know, kind of really stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Down so so tell us about the 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 uh the need states and and, and the you, you and the different flavors that do different things because you you have five or six flavors that they're beautiful. The packaging's beautiful. The packaging's happy. Really? Again
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah you know and I, I think you know one of the things I learned brand building and I know you, you know we've talked a little bit about this is brands should be bigger than even their products right so part of in designing happy again i said the name is about a feeling but the packaging the visual design the uh, and it, hopefully it brings people together right i mean that's mm-hmm. some of what on it so to answer your question about sort of the way we've looked at our portfolio two sets of real occasions right and again this mirrors people, what's different about cannabis and alcohol and also mirrors the way people in the industry you know kind of consume cannabis there's mm-hmm. social occasions, so you know Vern, you and I are going to go out for a happy hour or a cocktail, or and maybe mm-hmm. you don't want that hangover, you don't want that vodka tonic tonight, you don't want that, yeah, I don't want that glass of wine, whatever it may be. So we've got four social flavors. Um, two are going to be released this spring. One I'm very excited about, which is lime wild mint, and those are really THC and all natural ingredients. We've kept okay. it really simple, really light. Thinking about you know functional beverages and and brands like Spindrift and Lacroix mm-hmm. what what really want to consume, um, but it allows you to sit at the table with your friends or your family or whomever and have that drink. And that's what I love about it is, again, there are so many rituals and occasions around beverages mm-hmm. that it you just kind of become present with that and think about it mm-hmm. about you know, your day. And that's really what we designed those social flavors for, so that you could not feel left out if you didn't want to have a drink. You didn't have to have a glass of water. You could have a happy beverage. It's anywhere, you know, from 25 to 35 calories. And you wake up the next day and you feel great. And you just have that kind of light buzz. Um, we have it in two and a half milligrams and fives, so, because I think people have okay. different types and also you know, a lot of people ask, where do I, uh, where do I start? And how, again, how is it going to make me feel? How quick is the onset? And the onset of a beverage, because it begins to get metabolized in your mouth, um, versus an edible has to go, you know, down into your stomach first. Right. Uh, beverages get metabolized much faster. So you feel it within 12 to 15 minutes on average, and it feels well, 12 15 minutes. Okay. 12 to fifteen minutes. And it feels much more like a, um, you know a glass of wine or a beer that's really how we've designed it is to yeah. give you that feeling and to also then allow you to sort of participate in that hour or two social experience and then it offsets after about two hours or so and that's on average of course everybody's a bit different but it's been right. pretty consistent in our in our testing and our feedback mm-hmm. um, so That's the social side of the portfolio the the solo side we like to talk about Really came about, you know, a a year ago or so. We started thinking about, okay, again, this dichotomy in cannabis, of there's wellness and medicinal use, and there is, you know, the social use. Social use,
0: yeah.
1: The the functional beverage industry with, you know, mushrooms and all sorts of different plant ingredients, in the beverage industry at large, not totally outside cannabis, is exploding because people want to feel healthier when they drink beverages. They want feel like they're getting some vitamins and some benefits. And so we said, okay, what are the two occasions that we think could be these kind of solo occasions where people are are drinking, but they're not drinking, you know, it's that scotch before bed. Well, what if mm-hmm. we scotch with a happy nightcap and mm-hmm. how would that impact my sleep versus a scotch? And so we created a beverage. It's a one-to-one with THC and CBN. And I'm excited mm-hmm. about the CBN because it, you know, is known to help promote sleep. Mm-hmm. And we also formulated it with some reishi mushroom, a functional mushroom, which again, promotes relaxation and sleep. Beautiful. So we're excited because yeah. far has been, you know, 20 minutes and I'm really sleepy and I, you know, sleep very well through the night, um, and you know we, we've had a lot of repeat orders. People are pretty excited about it. And then Happy Glow is that afternoon time period, the golden hour, where you mm-hmm. need. We talked about earlier on your show. You need that transition between work or or parenting or whatever it is into that kind of downtime, and it's designed to just sort of take the edge off, not make you sleepy. We have lion's mane in there, mushroom for focus, but just sort of take that edge off so you can relax a little bit. And again, we're really thinking about you know, ways in which you can replace some of your current beverage habits with healthier plant-based alternatives.
0: No, oh, that's beautiful. So let, let's just go back to the beginning, though, and talk about, so this is a natural sparkling water, yes. flavored sparkling water, correct? I mean, that's in essence what you created. Yes, it is. Right. It is. Why did you choose sparkling water?
1: We chose sparkling, again, a familiar format, right? Okay. That's something that's really popular, especially with kind of our core female audience. Uh, okay. you know, people love a Spindrift. They love a LaCroix. Yeah. They love that yeah. kind of feeling. And it crosses over between occasions, right? You can drink it at a lot of different occasions mm-hmm. as well.
0: Hmm. What are you thinking about... Uh, like 10 milligrams? Are you thinking something, is that part of the the thought process around the business is, is that uh, you're going to create, you're going to continue to satisfy the different consumer needs?
1: It's a fantastic question. I'm, I'm glad okay. you asked it. The answer is yes. And then the other thing I think is really interesting about the cannabis space right now is yeah. in adult use dispensary states like Michigan, and we're about to relaunch Happy in Michigan in, you know, 150 or so dispensaries. Our okay. Michigan market, because dispensary states tend to be a heavier consumption consumer, right? They tend to be more experienced with cannabis. They've asked, we want Happy in 10 milligrams. Yeah, And so we will be providing, we won't go above 10 milligrams, 10 and under, we believe is a microdose. And we think yeah. that's really- important.
0: That's how you yeah. define a microdose. Is there's something, because I've heard that before, Is that how you define the microdose? Is that the is or is that the the official and unofficial norm?
1: It's sort of both. I would say both. I think most most consider ten milligrams and under to be a microdose. Mm -hmm. Um, Some say five and under, but I think you know where the cannabis industry is today in most states. You know, ten and under is really deemed microdose, and it's how we define it at Happy. But we will never, for example sell a 10 milligram online. First of all, from a regulatory standpoint, we can't, but also our consumer online is often more of a casual cannabis consumer. Whereas what we see see in dispensaries is we see a consumer who's a more regular cannabis consumer and therefore Mm -hmm. wants something at a higher milligram level.
0: I got it. I got it. Good. So you're, you're, you are open. What markets are you guys in right now?
1: So we are on um, in Michigan from an adult use standpoint, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Maine, and we are on the market in Minnesota, which is fascinating because it is a hemp derived market, and we are also shipping yeah. uh, hemp derived Happy to thirty-two states right now. So online at Happy with an
0: dot com, which and that's the hemp hemp version, hemp derived Delta nine, yep. Oh, so you are doing the Delta nine version, okay. Tell me about that relationship that you built in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So Minnesota, uh-huh. I don't know how many of your listeners know the the rules, but Minnesota um, essentially legalized uh, THC from hemp. So this is pretty confusing. And stop me if you don't allow me to describe the difference between hemp and cannabis. But I, I learned a fun trick yesterday. And in the spirit of International Women's Day, it's about two sister plants, right? So there's okay. the cannabis plant and the hemp plant, right, that are sister plants. And the hemp plant has far more CBD in it, and the cannabis yeah. plant has far more THC. So typically, THC is derived from cannabis. But hemp has naturally occurring THC in it, naturally occurring Delta-9 THC. And so that's what wow. we're extracting in Minnesota. Um, we've okay. got a great partner who also works with us in adult-use states for TOSA. And we okay. built a partner. The great thing about Minnesota, and I think is also part of the reason why beverages have taken off in that market, is... Breweries have gotten into the game. And what's really going to scale cannabis beverages burn is when there's scale in both manufacturing and distribution, because that's how beverage works. And, yes. it's a, and the challenge with scale right now in manufacturing in the cannabis adult use space for beverage is most cannabis manufacturers, they don't know how to make beverages. That's not Thank what they know. do. That's they're no. growers, they're cultivators. You're so right. They don't have canning lines and they don't have That's kind of a
0: lack business. of beverage intellect in the business. You're right. Yes.
1: Exactly. And, and so experience. Yeah. And experience. We partnered with one brewery in Minnesota um, called Fair State. They have a whole cannabis arm, Chill State. They realized early on that, you know, there's downtime on canning lines. And I learned this at Kimberly mm-hmm. Clark. You know, Kimberly Clark's an, a manufacturer of toilet paper and paper towels and all sorts of stuff. There's always what? downtime in manufacturing. Yeah. And there's downtime in their canning lines and their beverage production for beer and, and the other you know products they put out. So they said, well, we're going to start using that to manufacture THC beverages from hemp. And that's exactly what they've done. They've built this great business under Chill State. And then the second part of what's made Minnesota really successful is the distribution. So when Minnesota's legislature legalized it, distribution wasn't limited to dispensaries. In fact, Minnesota really doesn't have a strong dispensary market. It actually, you go to Minnesota, I mean, it is fascinating. You see THC beverages, again, all hemp derived, Mm -hmm. in grocery stores, in liquor stores, Mm in restaurants, on menus next to beer and wine and alcohol. And that's, that's the way beverage, again, we've talked about it a lot on your show today, but that's the way beverage is consumed. It's consumed by going to those stores, and I think being in dispensaries in adult use states has really held Beverage back. So Minnesota's yeah. really in the door.
0: I, I love their ticket. There's Delta nine and they're and, and they're opening the door for later. For later. And, uh, yeah. And creating opportunities now in the business. But you, you, you need that distribution experience and intellect in the space to actually do what you're doing in Minnesota. And that can, I mean, and you're doing it online, you know, uh, that can be national. That can yeah. definitely be basically a national way of getting happy out to everyone compared. Tell me about the taste of the hemp product and the THC product.
1: Great question. We got this one a lot too. Yeah. The effect are, are pretty much identical. There's really okay. no difference other than the source of the THC is coming from hemp. is coming from the hemp plant versus the cannabis plant. Yeah. but based in the effect, um, are essentially essentially identical. Uh-huh. Uh, which is which is pretty exciting. And the other thing I would say, that's THC, great. Hemp derived THC is a little less regulated, typically, which I think has been one of the controversial pieces, you know, in terms of legislation, you know, around hemp. And we do tremendous testing. We use the same lab in Michigan. We use the same emulsion partner, so
0: oh, great, if, that's great if, news.
1: It's really consistent. We have COAs. We have a, a QR code on all our cans. You can see our COAs. You can go online. You can see the mm-hmm. legal test. It's really and and what upsets me about you know deriving THC from hemp and kind of where some of the bad actors. I think there's bad actors in cannabis in general. Of course, we know that, right? I mean, it, yeah. it comes with the territory. But <laughs> you know, in, in this side of the in this side of the business too. I think people really started, you know, they started making all sorts of things: delta eight, delta ten, THCO. You know, trying to pull things out of the hemp plant um, that are not naturally occurring, and everything we do is mm-hmm. completely natural.
0: Well, that's why the delta nine is attractive. It's a naturally mm-hmm. occurring uh, exactly. a THC, which, and I, and I think that's going to be uh, friendly on a national basis. That's why the delta eights are having problems and those kinds of things, but the Delta nine seems like the way to go. And I I just love the fact that you are on it. And, um, I think that's, i tell you one, Lisa, I think that's really a really exciting. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. This product is the profile is, you know, the big part profile is, 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 it's female, but I'm, I'm sure you got male consumers. And, um, when I, when I, you know, as you take a take a look at this and your journey into cannabis and how you did it and what you're doing are you mentoring folks because look i'm in the talent business right mine produce global is a is a talent business and we we build companies through bringing talent to companies like yours but at the end of the day it's a difference right of uh, you know, you think you're ready for this this cannabis thing, and and it it there's a lot of different challenges, and they come at you very quickly. And there's there's a there, you could do a whole show on that. But oh my god, uh, okay, how are you finding it? People making the transition and the adjustments and being successful, and and do you think that's holding the industry back? Some
1: it's it's a I love this question, and I'm yeah. really glad. Because it, it's it's different and it this is going to bring me to a whole different sort of area of focus, which is women in the cannabis industry yeah. and how, how to keep them in the industry. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things, I think there was like a, a gold rush of talent, you know, four or five years ago into the industry, right? When a Absolutely. lot of yeah. California legalized all these states, mm-hmm. right? I was in the middle of Michigan and, and Chicago at the time or Illinois at the right. time. I think it was a hot industry. People were dying to get into it. Recruiters, you know, you're in the talent business. It c- couldn't get enough. Um, I mm-hmm. think a lot of people came into it for the wrong reasons and quickly mm-hmm. realized, whoa. And from a CPG background, <laughs> yeah. from a CPG background, I saw people come in and thought, oh my gosh, you spent, you know, 10 years at PepsiCo, 20 years at ABMBev, whatever it may be. Right. And they're used to structure, resources, scale. Nice you know, capital, all these things that, frankly, cannabis doesn't really have mm-hmm. and certainly doesn't have in a structured context. Right. So I think it's definitely it, it definitely turned a lot of people off. They came into the mm-hmm. industry for a year or two and said, whoa, this is a little too wild west, a little mm-hmm. too chaotic. For me. Uh, when I left Cureleaf in uh, late 2020, But I have to be honest, I felt pretty alone at the top as a woman. I was the chief marketing officer there. And I thought, wow, I don't know what my next step is right before starting Happy. And I wanted to both mentor and connect with other women leaders like myself. And I started a group called Women in Cannabis Wink, W-I-N-C. We Mm -hmm. don't promote ourselves very often. It's more of like a, I would say, um, kind of network of amazing, talented incredibly mm-hmm. strong and what we do is we all take our armor off at the door we meet once a month and we just talk shop and we talk about what are the difficult times in cannabis I mean this is a really tough year that we're in right
0: now burn oh think. yeah it's interesting mm-hmm.
1: and you know how do we support each other with resources how do we support each other you know i think right now more female companies than i can even count on two hands are raising capital happy included yeah. right how do yeah. we how do we support one another through these times so that when you know this shakeout of 2023 and possibly into 2024 happens in cannabis you know the strongest companies and some of these really strong you know leaders are on the other side of it so i spend a lot of my time Talking to you know primarily, and it's always been a passion of mine. Other female leaders, um, and you know, uh, mentoring just people in the industry who are throwing their hands up and going, "I don't know if I can do this anymore." Like I'm passionate about the plan, I'm passionate about the category, but a lot of people are tired right now.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, there's I love. What you just said, I, I want to acknowledge what you just said. You're you're and what you're doing with women and helping people make adjustments and. You know, we've been in the business, you and I have been in this cannabis space long enough now that people have come in and come out and said, I'll never go back. And there's people who've come in like you that love it and love the challenges that are presented and the real clear opportunities for, from a consumer interaction basis that you love. Uh, and and now for me, what's beautiful is that I can help, you know, I can re- actually help my clients find people that with a background like yours, that actually has experience in cannabis. Yes. Right. So now now we we have a window now where we can actually find great talent with cannabis experience. And early on as you described we were finding great talent but didn't, you know, they thought they wanted to be in cannabis but a lot of them washed out. And yeah. um uh, right and and that's and that's natural and that that happens and what we're going through in 2023 is that's supposed this is supposed to happen. We got to have this, you know. Absolutely. And, yeah.
1: And it's part of it's part of the, you know, it's part of the natural cycle of a growth industry, right? That's right. You throw like a hockey stick, you level out. But to your point, I think one of the benefits is you do now have people with cannabis experience. And it's really hard to have a proxy for cannabis experience. You know this yeah. Word, right? Yeah. And you know, it cannabis people say, Oh, alcohol or tobacco or sort of. Yeah, but there is no other industry that straddles, again, medicinal and recreational that right now in the United States is so fractured on a state level that you have to be on top of every single regulatory in and out to really operate in multiple states. It is a very tricky category of which I don't think, you know, something globally like global tobacco, global alcohol with, you know, I had an international job at Kimberly Clark. So I think about this a lot. You know, when you're working in China versus the UK versus you know Latin America, yeah, you're working in multiple languages and and regulatory environments. But shy of that, there's nothing in the US that doesn't have some semblance of scale,
0: right? And Canada, absolutely, pretty, it is just really fractured. So, oh, no, you're you're absolutely right. We're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back and talk about money. Okay, yeah, okay, we're going to come back and talk about some money. I'm Burn Davis, I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global, and my guest today, I'm having a great time with Lisa Hurwitz. She's president and co-founder of this wonderful, natural beverage in cannabis called Happy. Awesome, we'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I am Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And uh, my guest today, Lisa Hurwitz, and we're we're having a beautiful chat about uh Happy her beverage brand and cannabis and 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 really the experience of of just Building something like this to be successful, so consumers all around the world can get their hands on it, and I think that's a beautiful thing, and this is a huge opportunity. But it takes money to do this; it takes dollars, and and uh, I just the relationship that you and your partner and your colleagues have built with WeFunder, I want to I want to understand that. Because I think it's interesting and I think it will become something of a really used vehicle to get it done. So, talk to us about that and how it all came about and what your goals are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, we have been raved at seeing, you know, capital like most companies privately um, for mm-hmm. several, two years or so now. And it's been, you know, it's been tricky. And I think when the Safe Banking Act and some of this legislation didn't pass, we all saw what happened to the public markets, right? In Kansas. Number till now, capital completely dried up. I mean, it just and even in this new fresh hemp derived space, and even in the growth, you know, beverage is only two percent of the cannabis category, three percent of the cannabis category. Right. Still, there was very little access to capital. And as a female founder, and I talk about this a lot, um, mm-hmm. you you aren't in the same networks always as some of my you know male colleagues, and so we found it more difficult to raise capital. I've had a lot of help from a lot of. Amazing people and amazing women in this industry, but still, we to build a direct to consumer business and to build, you know, a multi state business, you need a lot of capital. So, uh, right. and other crowdsourcing platforms have started to open up because they see the opportunity and the need these platforms for cannabis companies. Um, and we've been the first, you know, cannabis beverage company. I will say there's other cannabis companies, but cannabis okay. beverage on the WeFunder platform. Um, they've okay. been terrific. You need, about another fifty thousand dollars or so to get to the point to which then WeFunder um, opens it up to their one point seven million investors. So they they oh, ask really, you raise, yes, they ask okay. you to raise the amount of capital in order to become sort of public on their
0: platform. yeah yeah. So you have a hurdle. You get this hurdle. You hit this hurdle, and it explodes.
1: And it explodes. And so right now you'll go on there, um, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a link we funder w-e-f-e-r backslash happy h-a-p-p-i okay. and you'll see it and once we hit our goal um amount they flip it they essentially flip it on and they help you market and all that but they want you to gain some traction from your own networks and your own you know private investors the other thing I will okay. say for being in this industry for five years I saw that first cycle of wealth creation I saw a lot of people make a lot of money very quickly in those first yeah. few years. Of business. And I think what's happened since that is that capital is what's getting kind of reinvested right now. And so it's almost like a closed loop to a degree. So it's mm-hmm. very, very difficult to find new types of investors and really open it up. And the thing that's mm-hmm. been very frustrating to me as I you know, get served decks a lot to invest in different mm-hmm. companies Almost always, the minimum is fifty thousand dollars. You know, mm-hmm. please help us. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: that's—I mm-hmm. that's,
1: don't know a lot of people in my own personal life that can just drop a check for fifty thousand dollars here and there very easily. And I—I right. don't—I don't think that's the spirit of the cannabis industry. I think the spirit of the
0: industry—it's through- very inclusive. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 And so one of the things I really like about the WeFunder platform. Is it's inclusive. Our minimum is two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! You can help Happy grow, and you can share in our financial success. And that's a long way from the fifty thousand dollars private minimums that it takes to get into some of this cannabis investing. And so, I think that was a really important piece of Mm -hmm. our decision to go into crowdfunding was this inclusivity and this ability to bring in people who. Do not have a chance to be part of something in this growth industry. And look, cannabis is going through a rough time, but it's going to grow.
0: Oh, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to boom. It's here to stay. Uh, we've got some things to fix, right? We do. And, we, and we need more happies out there that are building and seriously about building brands that are communicating with consumers and creating a level of consistency and expectation with the consuming public. I think it's really important, but you're right. We're we're gonna grow. We're, we're gonna do some wonderful things in this industry, and we need more of you now. For two fifty, what do I get? But if I'm sending you two fifty online, I can do this all online. Well, right?
1: we'll do it all online. And what you do is you it'll convert. Um, it's all done in safe notes, which is essentially a way uh, a form of a convertible note. Okay. So when to when we get to like a two million dollar number, or we sell the company, which yeah. you know wait, maybe the exit down there, it converts into shares and then you get, you know, you get the value.
0: Okay. Okay. So increments Studying started to 15 and just, and just keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean, if anybody out in your audience wants to write us a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar check, I'm, I'm always going to take that one, Vern. Um, but yeah, yeah, it it, it keeps going. And no. once we hit the, the $50,000 threshold, which I think you'll see online, it, it, it reads as 925,000, but it's pulling in all of our okay. previous raise too. Um, okay. So once we hit that 925, which you'll see on that link, it, you know, again, that's when WeFunder gets excited and they really kind of open it up. Um. So that's beautiful. Look, I, yeah. I think it's, again, like the one thing I love about cannabis, there's a lot of things, but one of the things I love is, as an entrepreneur, and you know this, you got to get creative and reinvent yourself a lot, right? And you so, you got to do that in all sides of your business, not just with your products or your, right. your content or your formats, but you know, with your fundraising too. And mm-hmm. so, I think you know this is kind of a new direction. We may see more cannabis
0: companies start to go in. I think so. I, th- I think so. This has been a blast. I want I want you back here, and when things Love evolve it. in your brand. And and you can there's there's something like this we under thing that you want to talk about. We can always talk about the how the brand is building and evolving and, 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 and new things that are happening in news. And I I I had a great time and um uh I I know the audience when they hear this will be excited that you and your partner and your colleagues that that you have over there at Happy are doing just an amazing job, and we need you to be successful, and we need companies and businesses like yours to be successful in this space. And I'm so Lisa Perwitz president and co-founder of Happy. I want to thank you for being here on our show on Plant Profits.
1: I want to thank you for the opportunity because right back at you, Vern. This this industry needs people like you that give others a platform that support new and fresh thinking. And I'm just I'm grateful to be here. And uh, thank you, International Women's Day. It means a lot to me.
0: International and- Women's Day. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it's a big deal. And I'm glad we we uh, scheduled this and made this happen on International uh, Women's Day. And um. I really, really love that. I want to thank all of you who are listening out there uh, to the Plant Profits podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. And I want you to go out into all the platforms where you listen to podcasts. Plant Profits is there. Take a look at us on the Apple, Spotify, any of them all, Amazon. We are there and download our podcast. And I think that's uh, really important. And look and look for this one, uh, the the one about happy. And remember, calm is the new happy, right? So it it's is. very, exactly. I mean, we're all looking for calm. <laughs> we all need and it. We all need it. And I want you all to go on uh, your social media platforms and look at Protoscobo, my company. But you can really kind of understand how we're helping companies grow and build and we're building companies. And in the same action, we are really changing people's lives as we as we do that work. And I think that's a that's a big deal. That's protisglobal.com. P-R-O-T-I-S global uh, dot com. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And until next time, cheers.